Heart on the Mic is an audio journal podcast where I share about my experiences, ambitions, motherhood, and everything in between. Through this podcast, I hope to bring insight, encourage, and empower you as you are on the pursuit of your very own heart's desires. Hi, good morning. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of Heart on the Mic. If you follow us on Instagram, at Heart on the Mic, you'll know that I posted last week about reflecting on my pregnancy. I shared about it after I had my daughter on the Late Night with Ness bonus episodes. If you haven't heard them, be sure to go back and listen if you're curious to know about my experience being pregnant and some postpartum details that are pretty raw and in the moment. I also posted some two episodes called My Pregnancy Diary and that just talked about my experiences and reflecting on becoming a mom. This podcast has just really been something significant in the journey whether I've expressed that or not and Pregnancy Diary 2 is actually the episode that I recorded while in the hospital waiting to be induced. To make a long story short, my husband and I went to our 37-week anatomy visit, and I think it was 36 weeks actually, and we had to go because I had some late start to my prenatal care and stuff like that, and the lady was scanning me, and she was started asking me some questions. And right away, there was a question that she asked me, and I knew it was like a leading question. She wouldn't ask that question unless there was a concern. And so she walked out, went to get the doctor, then the doctor came in, and then they started just telling us a whole bunch of scary things. And the main point of their concern was that I was almost 37 weeks, and the baby was only four pounds, and I was full-term I wasn't having any issues throughout my pregnancy or anything like that. So they were super alarmed and they just started telling me some scary things that obviously no parent wants to hear. I think they started saying like there was possibility that I could miscarry or stillbirth. Like just these things that instantly put someone in a state of fear and for being someone who is already a person who overthinks everything, I instantly felt like, what did I do wrong? I started asking myself questions in my head that made me feel like I could have potentially did something different to avoid these concerns. Like, did I not eat enough because I had morning sickness and she didn't get enough nutrition? And the fear and the thoughts just continued. So I just got up and I went to the restroom in the room and I just started crying and just um, was trying to just keep myself together, but I couldn't because I was already hormonal and you know how that goes. So I just came out, they weren't in there anymore and I was just crying to my husband and I just didn't know what to think. And in the midst of all that, they asked us to stick around and to wait to get like a stress test to check on the baby and just make sure that she was doing okay and all of this was still 
post-pandemic. So they told my husband that he was able to be at the ultrasound, but unfortunately he couldn't go to that side of the doctor's office and that he had to leave. And I was just like, whoa, like I have to do this alone in the midst of just getting this horrible news that could potentially change the course of all that we're expecting. Like this is a lot right now. And I was just trying to be strong and not show my fear. And I was just like, yeah, go right ahead, babe. Like go run that errand that's on this side of town. Don't worry about me. I'll be here. Like I was trying so hard to not show any fear and to just, I guess, deflect from it. And so it was the end of the day. I got the stress test done. The nurse was concerned because my blood pressure was high and even though they were considering that I just got stressful news, it still was higher than what was normal and they were concerned. So they sent me over to the hospital to go do some blood work. And while we were at the appointment, it already ran so long. My sister had her dog and I didn't want to concern her or anyone. So I just sent her a text and I was just like, hey, it's taking a little bit longer than we thought. Everything's good. Like, how's the dog? And just left it at that. Shut my location off because I have my mom and all my siblings on there, my parents. And I knew that my mom was going to be looking for me because of the time of the day. And I'm just like, I don't want anybody to be concerned. I don't want anybody to know what's going on. I just need to get through this and my husband and I will figure it out. So instantly... Something just told me to shut everybody out in the midst of all this panic internally. You know what I mean? I was already internalizing without realizing it. And I feel like that played such a big role in my postpartum experience. And fast forwarding through the day, I got to the hospital, took some tests, they did blood work and they told me like I was going to go home. So I hurried up, put my shoes on, told my husband I'll be down soon. And then they came back in and they're like, oh, actually, the doctor wants to talk to you. Doctor came in and basically told me like, hey, actually, you're not going home. You're going to stay to be monitored. And they told me that for like two days or so. And then I realized, wait, I'm not going home. I'm staying here. And then finally the doctor told me that like, you're not going home, you're staying here until this baby gets here because we want to monitor you. If your blood pressure gets too high, you can potentially have a seizure. And then started telling me all that scary stuff again that can potentially endanger the baby. And I was just like, okay. So basically I was forced to go on a bed rest without even being told that in the first place. And then my husband was super busy with work it was like the biggest client he's ever had since he bought the business who needed something done in the midst of all this going on so I know that I felt his stress but also trying not to be fearful and just support him in the midst of like this scary moment going on in our life as we're trying to start our family and welcome our daughter into this world we have all these things all these stressors going on at the same time and I just really shut everybody out honestly I didn't even tell my family that I was at the hospital I think until like late that night 
And even while I was there, I didn't want to concern anyone even when I felt like I still didn't fully grasp everything. I'm definitely that way. I won't say anything unless I understand the full thing. And that really just led down to a whole process of just me internalizing a lot. After my pregnancy, I can say that uh, baby girl was born healthy and happy. As you guys know, she's a beautiful little girl, small for her age. Everybody thinks that she was a preemie, but she was not. She's just a little thing. And um, my most treasured moment in the midst of all that stressful process because I was induced on Friday a little after midnight and I had her Sunday morning. So I wasn't really tracking it, but I guess my labor was like 18 hours or so. But once I finally had her and like it was super fast and my husband was such an amazing coach, I definitely wouldn't have been able to have her so smoothly without him by my side just doing all the work for me as far as coaching me and cheering me on and all the things that I needed in that moment he truly killed it he did amazing and it's definitely something I'll forever treasure and look forward to when we grow our family this week's small business spotlight is barrio soap it is a handcrafted soap bar company and guys this is the best soap i've ever seen like this is straight art it's almost too pretty to use in the shower but be sure to check it out it is all done with total heart and love and my friend does it with the intention to use cruelty free ingredients and she's just a hustler she definitely is gifted and talented and I don't know anybody else who could make soap look this good so make sure you check her out on Instagram it's at soap and then b-a-r-r-i-o check her out she has the cutest Halloween line out right now too so if your kids are into spooky season They'll definitely want to take a bath after seeing this soap. Ironically, the one thing that I said in the episode where I had a Q&A about preparing for labor and delivery was that I had no plan and my only plan was to be in the hospital as little as possible. And that was not the case. I was there for almost a week total, which I know isn't a lot compared to other people. But for me, after the fact, I realized my labor was a traumatic experience for me and that's okay because I didn't verbalize that for a long time because I felt like I was being dramatic but if it's something that was traumatic for me and it had a lasting effect then so be it my biggest lesson I learned postpartum is that I internalize a lot I have a hard time asking for help and I struggle with making time for myself and learning how to navigate through these things is a daily thing but doing all of this while being a first-time mom trying to learn how to raise my daughter in the way that i want to and to be a good example continuing to be a wife who became a homemaker and guys this is a luxury that i know is a blessing but 
It is also the hardest adjustment of my life. I love to work and have never not worked. And another stressor in the midst of the whole hospital experience that I don't want to forget to mention is that they were also watching the baby's jaundice levels because they were higher than what they should have been, I guess. And they didn't go down as fast as they wanted them to. So they put her in the blue light machine and then tested her again and they didn't drop as drastically as they wanted to. So they told me I couldn't take her out anymore. This was honestly so devastating when all I wanted to do was have skin to skin, nurse her and comfort her because she was crying in there. She did not like it. And I was so angry when I realized that a nurse shut the machine off to move it for the test and then never turned it on all the way when she plugged it back in and I just felt like she took time away from me and the baby to be together and to potentially be home with my husband in the comfort of our own space and with our dog who was away from us and was just so attached to me through my pregnancy. All these thoughts went on so I was definitely angry and all that to say that I left the hospital pretty wounded internally and I didn't even know it and the way that I chose to handle it was to internalize and to isolate, which is obviously very dangerous. And that showed for me in the way of having extreme boundaries. Nobody was able to come over without permission, which is understandable, but I was ignoring people, not texting back. And a lot of people suffer in silence is because there's such a fine line of respecting the boundaries and allowing the mom to rest, but also it is such an easy way for her to fall into, you know, the dangerous part of being so isolated that you don't ask for help or turn to your village because you're just so scared to or whatever it is for you or for someone else. It All I can say is that it's very dangerous and um, you just have to, I guess, know how to ask the right questions and be attentive for sure. And on a lighter note, as I wrap this up, I do remember as my husband and I left the hospital, he was pushing me in the wheelchair and I could finally see the exit. And it was such a sunny day outside. The sky was clear and I love a beautiful sunny day. And as we walked out, I just looked at him with the biggest smile on my face. And I told him like, this must be how it feels to get out of jail because I finally felt like I had freedom to live my life without being told what to do by the doctors and the nurses and just be united with my family. With that being said, guys, that's a wrap. (laughs) 